and welcome to Big Gay Energy. I'm Bree. I'm Theora. And I'm Caitlin. Come along with us while we dive into the fun and nuances of queer media. Representation matters, and we're here to talk about it. Another thing I love um, in the story is the Alex's key and Henry's signet ring. So yes. I wanted to ask you guys what you thought about those those like things. Like, what do they mean, and how are they used? Okay, um, so I just want to. In the movie, we're gonna they exchange the items. So Alex gets the ring, Henry gets the key, and but in the book. Henry gives Alex the ring, but he keeps his key. And I I kind of love it when Alex gets both because they put it, he puts it on the same chain. So they're always close and next to each other. And it's kind of like they're always together no matter what, instead of them being apart no matter what. I mean, yeah, it's cute that they have a part of each other, but I don't know. It's something about them always being together. It's just oh. really I love how it's described in the book when Henry, when uh, Alex puts them, because he's like, it's the same scene where like Alex is getting on the plane to leave and when he's in the plane, he puts it on. And the way Casey describes it, it's basically like they softly clink together like two pieces of home. It's just like, yes, like, Mm -hmm. because that's, uh, it's just so good. But that's how Alex like views those two concepts. Like the house key is basically like Alex's childhood home in Texas, like the house keys. It still works. They still have the house. So it's like who Alex used to be before he got swept into politics. So that's what he keeps. It's like the real Alex basically is what that key represents. And then there's the signet ring, which is who Henry represents, like Prince Henry. And I love throughout the movie, Henry, so good job to the actor, is always playing with that ring whenever he's like getting nervous or he's in an uncomfortable position. Because it's like, it's the actor basically showing you that Henry is wrestling with his identity, mm-hmm. right? And he does it all the time. Like it's great acting choice. Um, so when they have the com- big conversation, when essentially like Henry freezes out Alex and Alex like storms the castle and it like comes into the house. Um, in the book, Henry takes the ring off before they have that big conversation and before like the museum happens and all that stuff. So I thought it was way more meaningful than in the movie where he just like has it on because it's like henry is taking off the title of prince henry he's removing Mm -hmm. england from the equation before they have the honest conversation about i love you i love you all of that stuff like can we be together all of that stuff they're about to get into so i thought that i like the way it represented the weight of the crown essentially that henry has and his like obligations and then the key is really alex's life before politics and like you know his childhood and the happy memories so that when they come together like and it's a home right not a house like he lives in the white house a house not a home and so i love that like henry is the thing that completes through alex he's like henry kind of completes the home for me now because i can't go back to my childhood i need to move forward and to me that moving forward and creating a home is with henry involved with it so i just i love the way what they represent individually and then together and i agree like i think the book did it better with them together it's just the book is definitely worth reading it's yeah if you haven't read it it's so good it's a really easy book to read too but i just it's long don't think it's like 200 some pages because i made that mistake 
I should have started it a while ago. Hey, oh. go through it. It's good. No, it is good. Yeah. Exchanging things is always very cute, but I think that the symbolism is better. And and I don't know. It's just like it's always going to be the book does it better. I don't think that's always true, though. Yeah, that's not always true. Know, it's not always true, but I just mean like like we wouldn't have gotten that dog scene. <laughs> I, I just know, I like mean the dog scene that the you're painting. going to get more depth in a book most of the time because you have more room. Unless That's they true. focus on the subtext in the movie. Again, right. Yeah, like, the, like what's not true. Like in the movie, I like that Henry is constantly fishing with the ring. Yes. That's not in the book. And I think that that is important and should have been in the book. Um. So I think that the the signification of his signet ring, it to me meant more from Henry's point of view in the movie because of how the actor was using that ring to like show you what Henry was feeling because the book is from Alex's point of view and Alex doesn't really notice that about Henry. So like maybe Henry's doing it, he just doesn't notice it. I feel so, like Alex I, together it in the works. movie though because you get that point where like they were outed and they're all together and Henry goes to play with the ring and it's not there. And he looks over and Alex is doing that with the ring. So he eventually wears the ring and he's just like, I want him closer to me than just on my neck. So he puts it on and it's just, yeah, it's cute. It's really cute. And yeah, exactly. Beatrice is just uh, standing there too, watching it. And I feel like um, she's their ship captain. Oh yeah. From yeah, she's definitely their ship captain. Because we don't have June and Nora. Yeah. <laughs> no, the three are super involved. I feel yeah. like if June was in and June and Beatrice would have been like sisters at this point already. And oh totally. <laughs> they would have just been like uh really be like, all right, so how do we like mess with them or like get them together? Oh for sure. <laughs> oh for sure. You know they all have a group chat. June definitely would have been like <laughs> June would have like been messaging or like talking on the phone with Beatrice being like so you know what my brother used to do when we were little I had this poster of your brother and he'd just come in and touch it and he's so gay and he doesn't even realize it <laughs> he's bi right yeah, yeah he's bisexual he's bi I don't want to erase that so yeah no bi erasure on this podcast so speaking of queerness uh how do you think the coming out stuff was handled or like went for like the two of them like because i feel like they had different experiences once the cat's out of the bag mm -hmm. um alex's family just definitely was a lot more open mm -hmm. i mean at the <laughs> i mean you get there's a powerpoint um, involved caitlin zara <laughs> i okay i so I keep in my head mixing up Sahar and Zara. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the Heartstopper character. It's Heartstopper. For those people who don't. Uh, but yeah, that's like my brain has to like fully focus on the name. So Zara doesn't take it as well, but that's only because she's like, your mother is running for re-election. Like, come on, kid. D just don't get caught. Like, let's be. <laughs> it's I like, mean, she on having a secret relationship too and she's like i can keep it a secret why can't you <laughs> yes, yes you I, love, 
Okay, I thought they gave that to Amy for some reason in this in the movie, and then no. I I rewatched it. And I'm like, yeah. oh, okay, so they did keep they did keep uh, most of Zara's storyline. Yeah, and no, I just they, she's, I, she's yeah she stays pretty consistent. It's just that like whole Cash and Amy became one. Would be like, oh, do I have to do everything around here and calling Shan, Sean, 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 Sean. Oh yeah, the whole scene. She was so great. I love her. Sarah I love her. Um, well, shit. Okay, yeah. So again, most of it was just worried about politically, but I do love that in the book. I I, I don't think his mom does it in. Uh, we don't see it at least, but his mom's like everybody out, and then he like thinks he's in so much trouble, and she's like are you okay? And like, yeah. it just hit me. Cause I'm like, no one's asking uh, these people yeah, ahead, if they're okay. Like they're the ones mm-hmm. who just got outed to the entire world and they're all making it about political. And like, there's humans involved in this. Like, this isn't just dolls you can manipulate. Like these are people, real people and feelings. And I just, so I love that his mom asked, are you okay? Uh, but obviously Henry isn't so lucky. In the book, he tells Philip earlier and Philip yeah. is not happy. No. And then we, I didn't Philip. know, we do see Philip getting angry after he's outed in the movie. But I also feel like that Alex's family hasn't been in the spotlight. They haven't been like their whole lives like exactly. Henry's family has. So Henry's family has just like, I don't know if indoctrinated is the word, but oh, like yeah, how like they're just passed down like the same values and like the same thoughts because they have to, they're in the public, they have to like continue appearances. Whereas Alex is afforded more flexibility because you're only president for so long and you're only in the spotlight. Yep. So it's very different for the two of them. And I just wish Henry didn't have to go through as much harshness more than Alex, because Alex did get... At least he had B and Alex, though, because Henry... Yeah. It was really... It was sweet to see those scenes. And Beatrice was the first person when they he was outed to, like, just sit him down and be like, I'm gonna tell him what's going on, because you people would just start yelling at him and shit. <laughs> yeah. Man. I mean, from the book, it's pretty clear that, like, Henry, like, his family kind of knew for a while, yeah. but it's one of those keep it out of, like, don't ask, don't tell situations. It's like, you can't mm-hmm. act on it. Like, they, like, because the, in the book, it's the queen. Yeah. And the queen is very much like, well, we'll just get you a bunch of beards. And, like, you can't ever be out in public and make those guys sign NDAs. It's like, it's not that the fact that he's gay is the problem. It's the being out and gay mm-hmm. is the problem because they've never had a monarch that was out and gay. And she's like, well, the public's not going to respond to that well. They're not going to like that because the monarchy doesn't stand for that traditionally and things like that. So it's clear that, like, his, like Philip is known, Beatrice knows. Like, I think he flat out told Beatrice, and, um, but... His family knows it's just the acting on it stuff. Except um, Philip, because Philip doesn't care about anybody but himself. No, because because Philip is the most. I mean, to be fair, like he is the crowned prince, so he is the indoctrinated person here because he's going to be the next king. So like mm-hmm. he he is the face of the that monarchy. is mentioned more in the book as well. Like he's like, this is what I have to do. And- he 
I, I have to be this thing. Like Henry has the luxury of not having to do all those things because he's the second son, not the first son. So like, you know, Philip has more pressure on him. And so the current monarch, the grandmother in the book, the king in the, in the movie is straight up invested in indoctrinating Philip. Philip's done all the things. He's already served the army or the whatever royal military thing you're supposed to serve. He's already doing all the things he has to do as the soon to be monarch, future monarch or whatever. Henry has been delaying all that stuff because he's like, I don't even know if I want this. So like, like Henry's kind of been rebelling in his own way for a while. And so this is kind of like the final one where he's like, I can't budge on this one eventually. He's like, this is who I am. I'm not budging on this. Um, And then, you know, the people end up supporting him. Like in the movie, you know, the crowd that shows up at the palace and they're like, here you go. Here's your support from England. Like they don't care as much as you guys think they're going to care. They care in a good way, at least what we're seeing. So it's like reinforcement to Henry that like, yeah, I can do this. Um, But I agree with what, and somebody who's erased from the movie too is Henry's mom. And Henry's mom is like, like Henry in a lot of ways has been wildly depressed since their, you know, Henry's father died. And when it comes to this, this is where she like sticks up, like stands up to her mother in the, uh, the queen on behalf of Henry. Um, so I think that was big and that was kind of erased, but I understand for time why it was not there. But there, there's a lot of complications going on with Henry's family um, that kind of like makes it seem less supportive than than Alex. But I think he had support. It was just very fragmented. It wasn't a united support the way Alex's family, like even Alex's Catholic dad was like, yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like if they're healthy, happy, I don't care. Okay. In the book, the queen is like so against it, like be- becoming a thing. Whereas the king in the movie was just like, are you sure you want to do this? Yeah. Because like, well, if you do it, I, he had no choice, but like... <laughs> No, but it, like the king thing took five minutes because in the beginning of the five mm. minutes he's against it and then he like changes yeah. his mind really quickly and then he's like okay like you lose the whole monarchy pressure po- like yeah. i don't like that either because that was a big that's a big part of like an enemies the lover story about the prince and like not the prince is like the pressure from the monarchy and it's way less emphasized because that scene with stephen fry is so freaking short mm-hmm. and he's barely in it I feel like they could have sprinkled him in more because like, yeah, like you said, like the queen is a lot more in the book, like putting pressure on Henry. I wish we got to see more of like the beard thing of them trying to cover stuff up. And it wasn't just yeah. like, I'm surprised they didn't do because that at first movie, in the book, it's photos first and then mm-hmm. the beard thing. And then the emails get leaked. So they're like, there's no going back from those emails. Yeah. 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 Like you think, Oh, maybe they'll get away with it. And then, yeah, the emails are <laughs> that even would have been more traditional for royalty covering these things up because there's been so many queer royal people in the past and what do they always do i mean they obviously marry someone of the opposite sex or and you know do the, the things you're supposed to do but at the same time maintain their you know lifestyle apart from that and there's always so they've always had beards and there's always been rumors it's just they didn't have emails back then yeah and i love that henry is fully aware of that and he constantly brings up the royals to alex that were queer like Mm -hmm. constantly i just love i love that too i'm pretty sure like the they're like finding the most queer coded letters and that's what the oh yeah yeah it was like a game they were playing with each other and i love that it's so cute 
Yeah, so just like looking at one's from Eleanor Roosevelt. I'm like, I did not know anything about this. And I was watching you another didn't? show that was just like, she's a queer icon. I'm like, yeah. what do you mean? I'm like so confused. <laughs> yeah, no, for real. Like, I love it. No, it's all real. Yep. And then they I talk about Emily like Dickinson. loving em- uh, Emily Dickinson's poetry and stuff. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, I'm like, like I will only love this stuff if other TV shows teach me it. <laughs> oh. All right, so we kind of talked about this a little bit, but uh, what did you think about the use of politics in the story? I hate politics. <laughs> <laughs> um, someone go first. I feel like it get, gave you a really interesting framework for their story together and for them as characters in general, just like you've said for um already said theora the the, um way that henry is born into these conservative ideals and structure and even an even more strict structure than alex would ever have experienced and then Alex is going headfirst into it. So it's like one's running away and one's running into it as the story begins. And it's, I just think it's really well used by the, by Casey McQuiston as a framework for their story. Yeah. I, for the characterization of Alex and, and Henry, I agree. That's the concept of like nature versus nurture. And I like that. I think the politics helps flesh out the characters mm-hmm. and it grounds the story and it made the story feel more real to me and not just like a cliche rom-com. Yes, exactly. So, so like, for example, one of the big plot lines for Alex in his quest to be a politician is he's really driven to flip Texas. And like, that is a thing that happens in the story, but His quest to do that really highlights this theme of never giving up on marginalized people because in the book, there's more depth to it where essentially Alex ends up on the campaign for his mom and he's talking to one of the other staffers who's basically like a new England. He lives in new England and he's kind of like, why would you even bother with Texas? Like those people are so set in their ways. They're so backwards and there's no point focus on this other place that we're more likely to win. And, and Alex is like, no, I've lived there. And I understand that there's people there who are being left behind and I don't want to leave them behind. Kind of like how Alex is like a Mexican-American. And he's like, people would cast me off just for that, not put two cents into me. But like, so I love that. That that highlights this really theme of not giving up on marginalized people. And in a queer story, that's so important because people do that with queer people. Yeah. Um, and one other thing that I really love is Alex's political career that never was. So in the beginning, Alex is very, very driven to be like the first youngest senator or whatever, congressman or what have you. And by the end of the story, Alex comes to realize that he's changing into somebody he didn't expect to be. Um, He had this conversation with Nora where she tells him how the Texans are perceiving him um, after he's outed. And he's like, you're you're doing fine, Alex. Like, if anything, people like you more. Um, And they have this conversation where Alex mourns the future him that will never be like the youngest congressman. And to me, it reminded me of Honey Girl, the book that we talked about way back when um, on this podcast. And it's a hard lesson to mourn the future that you 
planned for yourself and you put so much time and energy into trying to be and Alex does it really well and he he describes his future self as somebody who is married to work and and so I love that he learns that lesson of just like it's okay to live and be and not achieve this crazy goal and just as long as you're happy and I think he finds that in the story and I like that it's it's through this like political scheme to me it made it more interesting and so i i love that about them it's more than just like in the movie it can almost seem like the politics are like this plot device happening in the background but in the book it really fleshes out the characters a lot particularly alex because he's choosing to do it i love that at the end it's just like he's gonna go to law school nora is gonna go to um get her master's so they're going back to school together and like their timelines pushed but i believe he still yeah. has the same goals he's just like it's just gonna take longer to get there and i'm gonna have people with me along the way mm. yeah and like in the in the collector's edition it goes kind of goes into that just a little bit like alex's law school journey and what happens afterwards and like he keeps slowing down which is really good. He needed that. Like he needed yeah. to slow down and just live yep. his life. He's not even 30. And he's like, and like throughout the book, Nora, not Nora, uh, June's always like, you're going to burn out, Alex. Like, I'm really worried about you burning out. So but their life is so fast paced. I mean, you have four years to get in, get out, but you still have to like keep campaigning. Like the, mm-hmm. everything is just so fast paced exactly. and everything's do or die. Yep. Yeah. And Alex is good at it. So he's like, yeah, I can do this. But like, doesn't realize I'm jealous he's mi- that he's like so good at speaking to people. <laughs> I'm like, I wish. But like, Alex doesn't realize by going so fast, he's missing, like living his life. Yeah, he's just, like exactly. Running through it and not appreciating it. So I like that he learns that lesson. But like, it is hard to mourn the you that never will be. Like that is that reminded me a lot of Honey Girl. Because like, that was the, the yep. premise of that book. And so Alex goes through that and learns that same lesson. And like, it's lost in the movie, but like in the book, it's very much like that, that. Like I loved his character so much. And by the end, I like, I really related to Alex and like love the depth of that character more so than just like the romance with Henry. Like he's a great character. I really like enjoyed his character by the time I got to the end. All right. So speaking of Alex and, and Henry, so Alex was asked by his mom before, you know, the public outing was like, do you feel forever about Henry? Because once you do this and go public, there's no coming back. So now that you've read, watched, do you feel forever about Alex and Henry? How do you feel about them? What? Okay. Can you just elaborate on this question? Because I was really confused at this section. Are they going to be together forever? Yeah. How do you Is like it? them as a couple, a ship? Like, are they a forever couple? Like, what's going to happen to them? What do you do you like them? They're like OTP. Them? Yeah, I agree. I mean, you did tell us that they get engaged. I did. I saw all that. But what do you think? Do you feel forever about them? Are they uh, are they gonna make it kind of couple? I think it, there'd be definitely a lot of bumps for them. I think that there's they're very similar. But I don't know, it's just kind of hard for me to say that like something's forever just because in my head everybody breaks up after like (laughs) five ten years see i i have that uh viewpoint about some fictional like a lot most fictional couples that end up together in the end but for some reason with these two i just feel like 
I do feel like their OTP kind of, even if they were to kind of drift, like have any kind of separation, they would come back together in the end. I don't know. I just feel like they, they were actually fit as little puzzle pieces. I could see them lasting just because of their backgrounds. Mm-hmm. I, and what they had to go through to get there. Yeah, I don't yeah, think there's exactly. a lot of people who could understand them. So I think in that case, mm-hmm. like they will definitely always be in each other's lives, but I mean, they probably are the best people for each other. Agreed. Yeah. And I think what really cements the foreverness is the end of the end when they get to Alex's childhood home, Alex finally uses that key and he takes Henry into that childhood home, which is like the homes kind of all coming together and it's like the future home basically to me that's a forever sign and they have this exchange where they say we won <laughs> like just by getting to that we win but yes. like i don't know if they do that in the movie but in the movie uh henry goes wow you really are working class <laughs> yeah <laughs> and it just makes me laugh adorable yeah, so I think they're forever. And then, yeah, the collector's edition basically like confirms that. <laughs> Spoiler. Hell yeah. They end up getting married. Um, and Henry renounces his title. And so, like, they can actually do it. Okay, so now that we've gone through all of our favorite parts of the book, I, I think one of my favorite things about the whole story, all of it, is the representation in this book um, in general. So, just really quick, like, highlights. From the book, uh, we have bisexual King Alex, which, yes, more bisexual men, because I think that's so important and is often erased or um, has a lot of stigma to it. So I, I appreciate Alex from that aspect. And I like that we have him as a Mexican-American um, son of the president, because like... Yes. In America, uh, nowadays, there's a lot of like hating on mexicans as a political talking point from the republican party so to have a mexican-american being portrayed positively as a big public figure is a big deal so like to read that in a book i think is a very big deal to have that kind of character being portrayed so positively i love that aspect of him and in this book queer la- yeah queer latinx representation that you don't see in mainstream media like you don't i mean name a time you've seen a queer mexican-american character as a main character on a prime video rom-com okay well you're really narrowing it down i was gonna have not mexican-american though there is a difference but (laughs) a latinx we'll just say that I was gonna bring up Elena. Oh yeah, from uh, one day at a time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I do love that. And then yeah, mm-hmm. then to have him him be the lead is also huge. Yeah. Lead. Um, but to add to like the political thing, like then you have Luna, like Rafael Luna in the book, who's also like queer, um, like Latin or I don't. I think he might be Mexican American. I'm not really sure if they 
they specified. But again, like and an openly gay public official. So and and to, his and background is very similar to Alex's. So probably. exactly. And so then to have Alex explicitly say in the book, like I saw him, I felt represented mm-hmm. for the first time ever. And that's when Alex was like, oh, I can do this too. Like hits drives home the point of like representation matters and why we have this damn podcast even begin with. So I love that it's even in the book that like seeing himself is what really motivated Alex to be who he is and he's like the main character so like I love that that tie-in is there too to have that representation matters kind of thing too um and then we have a gay prince of England finally yep (laughs) maybe not finally but like (laughs) not an out someone that's that's out you know exactly you don't get to do that in the past you think that there is a somebody somewhere with a title being like huh you never know maybe (laughs) maybe maybe they're reading this being like i could do it thanks casey (laughs) that reminded me of the one king that got outed in the press too or i'm sorry the one royal that got outed in the press too he was king for 34 days i don't know if you can really count it king umberto king umberto the second of italy so after they ousted mussolini uh the monarchy took back over and he was outed in the press by his enemies basically as a big old queer and then the Italian public voted to abolish the monarchy. <laughs> cool. But it's it has it has a semi-ish happy-ish ending because he left his wife and kids to go live in exile and got to be queer. <laughs> in exile? Well, he got I to mean, be queer in exile. One way to do it. At least he got to live and be queer. Okay. Yeah, and keep his head. <laughs> so yeah there's that okay so art imitating life love it uh in the book we also have a lot more queer characters period um so we have liam who is like the small town gay from texas and like by the time we get to the end like where the books actually picks up like he's out living out with a boyfriend so like good for you liam um in the movie we have miguel who I am calling an evil gay because <laughs> he like was trying to like again he outs them to further Accurate. his career with like out giving a final fu- uh, single fuck about it because when he's on like the news show and they're like um it's pretty obvious you did this and he's like well, <laughs> yeah. so, he's like I didn't give a fuck yeah so again, like, the fact that gay. he's like what are you insinuating like he's just yeah. a pompous <laughs> asshole yep uh, then we also have Dora who's a little queer icon. Um, and Amy, who is a trans woman, and I'm glad they got a trans actor to play Amy in the movie. I wasn't aware of that. Um, so I like it wasn't emphasized at all. I don't even know Amy's Amy's name's not even uttered in the movies. So I wasn't even sure it was Amy. So like, for me, I wish that like we could have had a little more hint that that was fucking Amy. But like, they could have given uh her the trans pin that something. I believe they like, have in the book something like it didn't have to be like a plot line it just like something to be like that's amy would have been nice (laughs) um yeah a sign that says hello i'm amy yeah like be like like, amy can you get me in a room with the prince (laughs) yeah or like amy give me your phone so i can see your dogs like just her name would have been nice so we had a trans woman who's a secret service a kick-ass secret service agent so like the representation of this book is just 
Awesome. And before we get to Caitlin's fun facts, I have a fun fact. Oh, here about, we go. About the queerness in this book. So there is speculation about certain characters getting together that are confirmed in this edition. So let me go find it. Um, it is Christmas 2022 in this little chapter. Woo! Um, their first Christmas since Alex officially moved in and Henry's going to make a Yule log. And they basically have, because Henry gets into baking, and they have Pez, Nora, and Beatrice over. And June. Like, they're all over. And they get drunk. And then this happens. After the third round of mulled wine, when Alex's parents have called their drivers and his mom has retired to the guest room, June and Nora find themselves under the mistletoe. Everyone whoops and whistles until Nora finally pulls June in by her Christmas light necklace and kisses her to a round of applause. June's cheek turned red, but she looks pleased as anything. So there you have it, folks. Adorable. There's sequel. We need June to be written into the movie. So we were robbed of that. <laughs> oh, that's so cute. I do. I I like I like those two better than because I know. In the we movie, were definitely shipping Beatrice with Nora in the movie because that's all we had. But like, okay, if you read the book and go back and read the book, and Alex's point of view, he's like, they seem way closer. Than they are with me. I'm like, is there something going on with them? And so that was a speculation until Casey put that out. I was like, yes. Oh, I love that. Um, I but love it. in the movie, Nora goes like, oh, no, no. Beatrice is like, and you're Nora. I've heard a lot about you. You're sticking with me tonight. I know. Like, I'm like, okay, them. Because like Nora's queer. So I'm just like, yeah, Nora and Beatrice. I'm also okay with that. Because we didn't have June. Yeah. Oh, I love I love that June and Nora are together because they, their so chemistry cute. is a lot good. That, they, they were cute. I love that Casey was like, here's a collector's edition. Here's 50 more pages. I'm making it queerer. <laughs> like, Don't worry. So good. My lesbians. Got the, got the sapphics too. Don't worry. Queer ladies. Here's your... Or... It's so like heart They're like, here's another book. It's queerer than the first one outdoing the level of queer we're here i'm here for authors that keep doing that caitlin yeah, are you okay? the minute i said lesbians someone walked through the door <laughs> it's like you summoned people that needed to hear that uh yeah. i'm good so moral of the story if i say lesbians will people appear in my house guys it was my mother, okay? <laughs> well, yeah, well... How about we can't move on blame to me. I was, I was yeah. hoping for someone else. Um, okay, so this is a section that I've been adding to everything now. And it's going to have a different title every single time. Today's title is Caitlin's Fun Facts that she has to share so she feels like the stuff she figured out means something and couldn't fit it anywhere else. Do it. All but right. I, hold on, I have to unlock all my notes because like i for uh everybody listening and watching i hid them so no one could i'm gonna keep them hidden so you can just tell them to me all right i still have to put the password (laughs) okay 
God, you straight up locked it. <laughs> yeah, she no. Did. Yeah, there's little, it's colors and yeah. She did. And I'm sitting here like, damn it, I could see them before. <laughs> I found out I could do this because of the other outline that I was like, I don't want to spoil stuff for you. So in case you look at the outline before you watch it. So oh, that's oh, why. Oh, clever. And there's like trivia about things. That I'm like, it'll ruin you the reaction if you see it. So. Uh, if you are using Google Docs, uh, Doc Secrets is an extension you can put in. But the only thing is, I'm the only one who can use it because I'm the only one who knows the password. Nice. <laughs> so, anyway, we'll reveal this one. So, one of the most popular highlights in the Kindle version of the book is this quote. As your mother, I can appreciate that maybe this isn't your fault. But as the president... All I want is to have the CIA fake your death and ride the dead kid sympathy into a second term. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. Their banter is hilarious. <laughs> and I'm not sure why, but the line makes me laugh. And I can definitely see why people highlight it. Because it's hilarious. It's hilarious. Uh, there is a... Okay, I just need to... It's laughing at the political reality of our nation. I and know. The thing that makes us all so frustrated with it. That's and that's why. what I mean. Like the politics of this book and the story were very grounded, exactly. grounds the story in a good way, like movements like this. Um, there is a crossfade transitioning from them on the street to the museum. And why? And I, <laughs> I played the movie and it was the first thing that started because I stopped it last night and then I played it again this morning. So I'm like, I need to see the ending again. I've seen the beginning like five times because I keep starting it and not finishing. And so I was like, I need to watch the ending more than once. And yeah, the first thing I see is a freaking crossfade. <laughs> Caitlin hates crossfades if you're new here. See, that was at the point where you started locking the notes because yeah, because I, we responded to it, and I so typed I in afterwards because crossfades are the best. Yeah, so after did. that, I meant to lock them in the beginning anyway. But yeah, because I know you you don't typically read stuff, but Brie will. Um, yes. <laughs> so I have a lock. <laughs> I just come to your house. No, you say lesbian and Brie will show up. <laughs> exactly. That's who will walk through the door. Okay, so next point. When President Claremont is working on her concession speech, the author, Casey, Casey, right? Yeah, Casey. Um, is sitting next to her. Stop it, Amy. No, I have to go back now. Stop it. <laughs> I can't, I cannot, uh, I can't uh, claim these points though because I read articles. Like most of my oh, things yeah, are yeah. articles. Caitlin, hold on. Did you see a person that looked like this? No, I know that. It was her because... Okay. Oh, you can't... Oh, I thought you said you can't verify that it's true. But no, no, no. no, no. I can't claim that I came up with this stuff. No, no that's fine. Just tell us fun facts. I'm on a podcast, Mom. <laughs> no more lesbians. <laughs> You guys gotta stop saying lesbians. <laughs> it was the way you said, I'm on a podcast, Mom. <laughs> it's getting kept in. You're welcome, yeah. everybody. Welcome. This is what happens. She was gone all day. This, we record so long that people come home. Anyway, this is the director, Matthew Lopez's first film 
we're we're wow. just losing it over here. My dogs, you're gonna hear that. You're gonna it's a chaos. Anyway, oh, when we were watching this film, we missed an end credit scene because we didn't watch the credits all the way. Damn it! Oh, damn! I told you guys we should have. Yeah. Sorry, Caitlin. Anyway, sorry. It's when sorry, Alex Mom. and <laughs> did you say lesbian? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, the end credit scene is Alex and Henry laying on the ground with cake all over them. Alex like looks slightly up and just turns to Henry and is like, do you think anyone noticed? <laughs> <laughs> and you just see Henry like pop his head up and like or like, no, no, he shakes his head no, not yes. <laughs> oh my god. That's great. I love it. And then Thea probably knows this next one because if she doesn't, I don't understand her. But I feel like you would have brought it up. So maybe you don't. Um, the first time we see B, she is wearing the same dress as Taylor Swift in blank space. Oh, I definitely pointed that out during the reaction. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, yeah. shit. Well, you yeah. really got it. I didn't notice. I didn't really. Yeah, she's wearing the Taylor Swift blank space dress. She has um, good taste. And then my last one. These weren't uh, as fun today, but they're still interesting, I feel like. They're definitely uh, interesting. The president one was awesome. I mean, the <laughs> one where the Casey McQuiston is in the scene. Oh, yeah, that's okay. um, her. books are as well when they're in the hammock. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. One yeah, last okay. stop is in Alex's hand. <laughs> I was just like, if you didn't notice Casey was in it, I just Which to needs to be a movie that. next. I want, I haven't read that one yet. I want Shara Wheeler as a, no, as no, a TV no. series. I agree. Shara will TV. Okay, never mind. Let's stop developing shows and movies. And I want, yeah, I want all of her movies. All of her books. I'm gonna let things. you finish, Caitlin. Sorry, Caitlin. We're not we're we're not doing Kanye here, Brie. <laughs> <laughs> well, Taylor Swift was involved. We <laughs> now you're bringing me back to seventh grade, where everyone on all the computers in computer class had that playing. And now I feel old. Let's go to your last one. <laughs> uh, okay, so Henry jokes that they practically had to break down the doors to get the cake inside, which is a reference to when they actually did take a door off for oh, William right. and Kate's wedding cake to be carried That's in. right, they oh. did. And all of the fashion is, like, emulated from the that royal's family. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. Because, like, uh, B wears reason. the same thing as Kate in a photo. Mm, so. Makes sense. Okay. So basically, they have B just copying everybody. Yeah, because she wasn't a, her own person in the movie, so it makes sense. <laughs> That's what we get. True, she wasn't. Sadly, she facilitated conversations with Henry. <laughs> all right, so now we've just gone through all of the red, white, and royal blue goodness. I hope you guys had fun. You are rhyme. Yeah. So, before we end this, I think we have to figure out how much everybody would hydrate for Lesbian Jesus for Red, White, Royal Blue. Well, let's go first. I'll go first. Ten. Never mind. I'll go second. Yeah, <laughs> I'll go third. What the hell, okay, guys? guys. <laughs> you ask who wants to go first. I say I'll go first. Then you guys just answer. What the hell? I was giving two different ratings. Okay. Well, you get well, to bring up... Wait, Bring up the rear with your. Excuse me. Can you let me talk? You let no. me finish. Caitlin, I'm gonna let you finish. <laughs> the orange starts drinking. I need to hydrate. <laughs> okay, go, Caitlin. 
You have the, the floor. book gets a ten. The movie yes. gets a nine. Okay, that's also fair. fair. I, to me, like I think that's fair if you're like comparing them for mm-hmm. sure. Like I think if if as somebody who read the book then watched the movie, I like I wanted to give it that, but like on its own, I think it's a really good queer rom com, which Agreed. is why I would give it a ten as its own thing. But like, yeah, in comparison, the book is. Go read the book if you haven't. It's so good. Because we didn't even, even talk even about spoiled it. Go here. read it. Like, there's so much we didn't cover. Like, it's just yeah, really like good. there's just too much. In there's that too book. much. It's like just, obviously they right. wouldn't be able to put everything in there. But like, yeah, no, absolutely not. We understand. Like, that. I understand. That's why, like, on its own, movie is great. But the we book all gave it a ten during the reaction. Yeah, like it's huge movie. for me. Yeah. <laughs> it's so fun. I love it, and I hope that more, like you said, Bray. I hope more Casey McQuestions works get put into film adaptation wise because she's a i like her books she's a good writer yes agreed so yeah if you like this uh check out her other two books that she has out right now one last stop and i kissed shara wheeler i've only i know you've read both i've only read i kiss shara wheeler i would make a great tv i've read neither do it huh (laughs) i've read neither i am the tv watcher (laughs) good she's a good writer she is so yeah so yeah thanks for going with us on the red white and royal journey yeah uh, until next time hydrate for lesbian jesus and gay it up all over the place bye, bye. And with that, we've been Big Gay Energy. If you like this episode, check out all our other episodes on whatever you're using to listen right now. If you're listening on Apple, we'd really appreciate it if you left us a review, no matter how brief. It helps us get into Apple's algorithm to reach a wider audience. Please feel free to reach out to us. We would love to hear from you about everything and anything. You can find us on all the social medias at Big Gay Energy Pod. Or email us at biggayenergypod at gmail.com. If you'd like to make friends with other queer media-loving people, reach out to us to join our Discord server. If you'd like to support us, check out our merch store or join our Patreon for early access to episodes, exclusive content, and so much more. Until next time, stay safe and hydrate for Lesbian Jesus.